This is War Room Moments, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and most relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. War Room Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board. Here's your host, Jason Miller. Hey, welcome to the next episode of War Room Moments. Today we have Susie Schaefer on board with us today. Um, and it's great to have you on, Susie. Why don't you tell us, uh, tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what your superpower is? <laughs> Thanks, Jason. <It's> <laughs> yeah. I love being in the ward room. That's actually kind of fun. So, have you ever noticed that the pineapple looks a little like a grenade? <laughs> yeah. Well, there is a pineapple grenade. <laughs> yeah. We might have to create our own. So, yeah. yeah there you so, go. Um, I'm Susie Schaefer. I'm founder of Finish the Book Publishing. Um, I help authors create stories that um, have a cause behind them and merge their mes- message and their mission. Say that three times fast. Um, I'm also one of the founding directors for Rogue Publishing Partners which is a nonfiction platform um, creating custom solutions. Yeah, very cool. Tell us about the pineapple. I know you love pineapples and uh, everything you has has pineapples all over it. So tell, tell us about the pineapples. I don't even know the story. (laughs) Oh, well, this is good because you're going to get to hear it for the first time. So the the pineapple is a nod to my background in the hospitality industry. And the pineapple represents hospitality, friendship, and welcoming. And so Mm. when I created my business, I knew that I wanted to use the pineapple as my logo. So if you look very closely at my logo, you'll see that the top of the pineapple are like pages in a book. And the base of the pineapple, the little tiny squares are actually little tiny books. So this is just a nod to that. Um, There's a history behind it and the pineapple was actually used in ancient times to where people would gift a pineapple um, and carry it to events as a sign of prosperity for the host oh wow i didn't know all that (laughs) not to mention they're delicious (laughs) yeah well that's why i like them (laughs) it's one of my favorite fruits actually this pineapple and pineapple juice is one of the the highest um uh, antioxidants of vitamin c Mm. so eat your pineapple There you go. Awesome. Well, hey, it's great to have you on um, for sure. Uh, and and we've known each other for, no, gosh, it's, has it been a year? Has it been that long? Yeah, I think it's been a little over a year now. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, got to uh, do some really good stuff with Rogue and uh, in California there with you guys. And that was a lot of fun for sure. And, and kind of segueing the conversation into publishing, right? Um, interested, interested to really hear what your take is on where publishing is going. You know, what do you see as the trends, um, best uses, all these different things. Really love you to just dump that on the audience. Because I think book publishing is super important. And, uh, you know, we've, I've published many myself and they're great. They're not just great tools. They're, they, they kind of represent who you are. Exactly. Yeah. It's very interesting. I actually had the opportunity to learn the publishing industry several years ago and then, um, and then launched my own business, which 
allowed me to do things a little bit differently. So the way we see the industry changing is that with the onset of print on demand through um, different platforms, authors have the ability to create books that really speak to um, whether it's a memoir, a a fiction book, a nonfiction, business book, children's books, whatever they decide that they want to publish, they have more control um, over doing their book in an independent manner or using a hybrid publisher versus traditional publishing. So it's just changed the way that publishing works. And as we saw print on demand becoming more popular, popular and more affordable, um, people were finding that they needed resources. They needed people to help them navigate those platforms and understand, how do I find a good editor? What does book design mean? Like all these different things that come into play. And so as I learned more and more about the industry, I found myself really kind of carving out a a niche for myself um, in helping nonfiction authors. I've worked on all types of books, but typically work primarily on nonfiction to um, help especially business owners who have created their business because of um, an event that happened in their life or being dissatisfied with corporate America or whatever that sounds like to them, um, really taking that that story. And I use what I call the trifecta, which is uh, bringing together your story, your brand, and your community to create a cohesive message for your audience. So, yeah, I mean, that's all really, really good stuff. and. You know, one thing I've really have noticed on the way you do things is it's so much different than what typical publishers do. And, you know, I'd I'd love people to hear about that because it is so much different how you do things and the the process of it is it's so intimate and and the experience through that has to be phenomenal i haven't had the uh, the the ability to go through that with you yet but um i i will <laughs> you will <laughs> <laughs> but you know i i'd really love to like hear how you tie that together and make make all of it so meaningful right yeah. because that's where we are in life we need meaning in life Exactly. You know, for me, that's one of the greatest joys of working with people is because we create these really cohesive relationships and a team that helps the author not only write their book, like even just the book visioning that I do with people, it becomes a very transformative process. But the writing phase and then going into the design phase and and everything that happens between that, we have a very strong relationship to create a one-on-one experience for the author, but also bringing together a team of really great experts so that their book is going to resonate with their brand, with their story, with their community, and they are proud of the work that they're putting forward. Um, It's really important that you know, you see a lot of these platforms that kind of just do this one and done, but that doesn't provide the author with an experience. And this is truly an experience for, for my authors that when they come through this and then they have a beautiful finished book that they're proud to showcase. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious to, to, to really pick your brain about the strategic approach of using books, right? Um, only because that's what I think most of the people listening would really want to hear, right? Is what strategic approaches do you see that are really working the best when it comes to 
publishing a book today versus before? Well, the first thing to think about when you're publishing a book is that you're not going to make your money back on your book. So that's just the reality check of, of the way it works. So when people say, oh, you know, <laughs> I, I love I love Hollywood because Hollywood always, you know, in the movies always have, oh, they got this big um, advance on their book. And I'm like, that just does not happen. That's not reality. That's Hollywood. Don't believe it. Um, so the strategy behind it is really put aside the notion that you're going to make the money back on, on what you spend to have your book professionally published. Okay. It should come out of your marketing budget, quite frankly, because your book is actually a marketing tool that you're going to use to get those high-end clients. And that's where you're going to get the return on your investment. So when you shift your thinking and you think about it from a different perspective, that whatever you're spending on things like advertising and marketing, if you were to put that into a book, that's going to help you get TEDx talks, speaking engagement, podcast interviews, and get you those high-end clients, that's really where you're going to get the return on your investment. So it's a different mindset, and it, it really comes from a place of how do you fit this into your, into your business and into your budget to make, make sure that um, the end result is what you want. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've always looked at I use a lot of my books are used as a tool to support charity. That's what I use. I always do a match. So uh, if we like the last sad book we released um, for every dollar of that book, we match to homes for heroes. So, you know, I love to use it in that, uh, in that form, in, in that form and format. Because people love to see uh, businesses have charitable causes and all these things, too. I mean, it's 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 good-hearted. I'm not saying, oh, we just do it so we can, <laughs> you know, have some other effect out of it. Um, it's been that way. I've done that ever since I wrote my first book in 2016, so or 15, whenever it was, and. I think it's just really important that you attach it to a cause and that you all, and I know you do that. I know you're big into the, the cause part of things too. And, but if we attach it to a cause, people seem to naturally gravitate to that. Right. And then you can use your book to do a whole lot of good in the world too. Exactly. And cause publishing or social impact publishing is something that is kind of, it's it's a foundational piece of my business. And it's why I started doing books the way that I do them um, with my authors. Because again, it's about bringing together your story, your brand, your community, and, and connecting that mission with your message so that you are creating impact in the world. Now, you can do this through a, a, a portion of the proceeds going to fund an organization. You can also do this by partnering with organizations and, and actually having them have an entire page in your book that highlights the services and what they do in the, in the world. Um, you can also add that into your book description. You can sell advertising pages in your book. There's so many different ways that you can have social impact in the world uh, by using your book as that mechanism. There was two gold nuggets there if you didn't catch them. <laughs> but I did. Number one, being partnering with another with, with another a company and have them put something in your book, right? 
Yeah. And that that's huge. Or number two, using it as an advertising. I would have never thought about that. That's oh, genius. This, and you can't do those kinds of things if you are going with traditional publishing. Now, mm. you might be able to, but traditional publishing, it's going to take you, first of all, three years just to get your book published for one. Whereas if you are independently published, you are, can get your book out in anywhere from six months to a year, sometimes even less. But you have more the ability to be more creative and to do things that are outside the box. I also teach my authors with how to sell to pre-sell your book from your website and gather those emails versus using the the pre-sale on Amazon. There's a ton of different ways that, of things that you can do and leverage your book to create more income and a stream a st- steady stream of income using your book but not just selling your book. You're using your book to bring those people to you that are going to connect and need your services. Yeah, for sure. Well, and that's what I think kind of sets, it sets you apart from a lot of the other publishers out there. Um, And that brings that whole dynamic into finish the book and which then trickles down into rogue publishing uh, with both of those platforms, which are, you know, really just two awesome uh, businesses to have out there for people that want a holistic approach to publishing and want an experience to it. So, um, well, on the other side of this, right, we look at the other side of it. Um, Part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast was uh, I had a young kid not too long ago and he said, well, you're an elderly business owner. I was like, hmm, I'm not sure if that I should take that as a <laughs> compliment or not. <laughs> Maybe. Thank you. Maybe. <laughs> but but uh, I like to but, call it wisdom. <laughs> well, yeah. Or sage. Yes. That's a better word. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, the one thing he, he said was, and, and I kind of, I took it, I took it for its face value. And that is, is, well, you know, all of you, you know, business owners that have been doing this for 20 years, it'd be nice if you would support the generations below you. And, you know, I really thought about that. And I thought about like my generation ahead of me didn't do that. Not really. I I mean, you know, you have all the big name gurus and all those. Sure. They would write, you got to write a big old check to them. They'll do it. Right. (laughs) But, But nobody was really willing just to, there wasn't as much of that under the wing treatment. Right. Right. And I want to use this as a form of under the wing for the, the new 21 year old kid that had a great freaking idea, but he doesn't, he knows how to sell it, but he doesn't know how to run the business. So, you know, what's a business struggle that you've experienced that you could share? And then how you, you know, really overcame it. Mm. So a business struggle that I had was, um, (laughs) This kind of just goes to like who I am. I'm a creative person. Um, the the structure, the numbers, all that was very daunting for me. So um, really just allowing myself to, to accept who I was, 
and what I enjoyed and what I pieces of the business I didn't enjoy and then getting help where I needed help. Like for example, using QuickBooks, for example, um, and hiring an accountant, like the things that, that created, um, you know, uh, resistance in me, just accepting those things and then doing them so that I don't have to worry about that. When I got rid of the things that were a struggle for me or that were hard for me, it gave me so much more energy and focus to focus on my clients, on those relationships, on the spiritual side of my business. Um, because I, you know, I bring a lot of woo to publishing it and, um, <laughs> and that's what makes me unique. So when I was able to, to offload the things that were hard for me, mainly things like accounting and bookkeeping and stuff like that, stuff I didn't enjoy and it didn't resonate with me as a human. Um, when I offloaded that stuff and said, okay, you got to suck it up and you got to pay this much a month. And that's how much, you know, but the freedom that I felt from doing that allowed me to just really, my business took off. It was amazing because yeah. I, 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 I focused my energy where I, where my genius is, where my uniqueness is, instead of worrying about the stuff that I couldn't control. Right. That's, that's truly stepping into a visionary role. That's what that is. And that's offloading all that tactical junk. Right. Uh Um, Yeah. And I think it's important because we all do it. We all over a quarter, just like pile a little bit here and a little bit there. And then you get to the end of the quarter and you're like, why was that quarter? So why did that seem so difficult? And it's because you grew, your business grew, you grew with it. And you grew a whole bunch of crap on top of you too, right? So, Yeah. You know, it it just, sometimes we have to get out of our own way. (laughs) That's a big (laughs) part of it, you know? Um, And you can, you can start your business as a business and, you know, be a business owner. But when you, when you make that conscious shift into, okay, I'm only going to do the things that are serving me and my business and my mission then that shifts you from owning a business to being a CEO, to being that visionary, to being the, the uniqueness um, in your field. Um, so go find out what makes you unique, do that. And the rest of it, hire people to do it for you. Yeah, totally. It's a good piece of advice. Sage <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. Sage, not elderly. <laughs> <laughs> Words of wisdom. There you, go. there you go. There you go. Well, cool. Well, hey, closing things out, I like to ask this question. And is that if you could have picked anybody to be here on the show with us today, dead or alive, mentor, whatever, um, to ask them one question that's been burning in your mind, who would that be? Um, I think that would actually be uh, Albert Einstein. I think it would be fascinating to uh, to hear what he would have to say about how the publishing industry has evolved and how it's changed and and uh, and where we're going. Like just you know, he he has such an amazing brain, and so um, I always want to pick the brain of people who are smarter than me so I can learn. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, for sure. 
Interesting. Well, hey, Susie, how do people get a hold of you? Where do they come to work with you? All those things. Let's hear the details about that. Okay. So uh, you can find me at finishthebookpublishing.com. That's my website. There is a button to click that you can do a free 30-minute consultation with me. We talk about books and talk about what you envision to see your book. Um, You can also find me at roguepublishingpartners.com. That is the platform that is specifically for um, creative solutions for nonfiction authors. Um, So either of those places, you can find me and uh, just look for my face and my name and you might see a pineapple. There you go. Hard to miss for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Susie, thank you for being here. Uh, Always a pleasure to have a discussion with you. And I appreciate you being on the show, dropping some words of wisdom and dropping that mic a couple times. Hopefully they grabbed that, those few nuggets that you left there. But uh, again, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Jason. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you for tuning in today to War Room Moment. Um, Remember, dream it, believe it, and achieve it. And this is Jason Miller, your podcast host, signing off. Thanks for listening to War Room Moments with your host, Jason Miller. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode.